Welcome back to Thinking About It. Dave Barker, my good old friend, uh, you and I are thinking right now about this whole business of uh, pastors being officiants of the state in performing um, ceremonies of marriage. A little while ago, you wrote an article, um, I think it was entitled, Why I Tore Up My Marriage, my, not my marriage license, but my license to... License to do weddings. License to do weddings. Uh, you had one. Uh, you were ordained, and like other ordained guys, uh, your ordination is registered with the province, and you're issued a number, and you are then able to perform uh, marriages. Happens all the time. But you tore yours up. Why? Yeah, well, um, um, actually, I have a letter now in my file. Uh, I wrote I wrote to the wherever I was supposed to write and said, I am giving up my license to do weddings. And uh, here's my number. Please eliminate it. And uh, I got a letter back saying, you are no longer licensed Did to do weddings. Did you say why? Um, I can't Because we want to talk about why here. Yeah, we want to talk about why. I'm not sure I said why. I don't, I, I actually can't remember whether I did. But there are a couple reasons why. But there's one primary reason that prompted me to do that. But yeah, I have. I, so I'll, I can do a wedding. Uh, not a problem. Um, I was challenged on that. But that, that wasn't the issue. I can still do a wedding. But the couple would need to go to City Hall first to get the legal side of it done by a marriage officer or a um, or someone in a civil servant and then come back to the church later in the day or the next day whatever and we can have our, our have our wedding ceremony right just for our our listeners who may not be aware the way it is right now um, a couple will go to city hall and they'll get a um, document let's not call it a license but it's a marriage certificate certificate uh, but it's not effective until you as a licensed officiant sign it right and and they sign it number. with two witnesses right the two the couple two signs it with the two witnesses yeah. and then the officiant like you or me mm-hmm. we part way through the wedding ceremony say by the power invested in me by the province of ontario i pronounce you husband and wife Right, and then at when everything's done, we go over to a table or go to a back room, sign all the documents. It's now official, and we have been we have just taken off our pastor's hat and put on a civil servant's hat in order to legalize that marriage. And a lot of us are quite pleased with that. Maybe even sense of honor that we have that position with the government. Uh, You don't want that honor. No, I don't, because um, when the government um, certified or justified or approved or validated same-sex marriage, I am now part of a system that while I would never sign a document for same-sex marriage, I am part of a system that embraces same-sex marriage. And I think that evangelical pastors need to protest. I think we need to stand up. And say to the government, we will not participate in this anymore. Count me out. Count me out. I'm not part of, I will not be a civil servant to this government that has now just approved same-sex marriage. If and that's we, what you mean by marriage, I'm out. I don't want any part of it. And so 
I've bailed. I'm out. And so if I was to do a wedding, which I'm certainly still, still can do, all right? Not legally. No, but I can do the ceremony. But the couple would need to go to City Hall ahead of time. And a civil servant, the marriage officer or the justice of the peace or something like that, would have to go through the legalities, getting the signatures, getting the witnesses there, and all that kind of stuff. They would have to do that ahead of time, and then next that day, next day, uh, come to the church, and I can officiate a wedding that's a church wedding that celebrates the honor of, of, what, in, of what a wedding is. But my point is that if every evangelical pastor in Ontario or across Canada was to do that, it would cost the government a lot of money because they would have to hire more people to do that little piece that you and I do for free and we can't charge for it, right? I mean, we can, we can receive honorariums for doing weddings, but technically we can't. And so that little piece that we do as a civil servant saves the government, you know, and, and some very basic calculations mm-hmm. saves the government millions of dollars mm-hmm. that, that we do for no cost. And I'll tell you, if, if three or four or five million dollars all of a sudden <laughs> the government was stealing that kind of money, our voice might be heard. Yeah. I'd like to think they'd miss it. But the way the government handles money yeah. these days, they might not. Yeah. It's chump change. But your point is that it's a statement. Right? Exactly. And I, and I think that while we stand up and we're making, we've made this statement about uh, C4, uh, we're making statements about the government uh, and, the, and, and dealing with the, uh, the vaccination issue and standing up and talking about civil disobedience for that kind of stuff. This is something we can state clearly and fully legally. Yeah. There's, there's no civil disobedience here. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. Now, this, you've mentioned that this is something that Europeans are already familiar with. Churches in Europe, they operate this way. The churches uh, conduct a religious ceremony that has nothing to do with the legalities. It's still, um, they're still interested in being legally married. Yep. But the ceremony where normally the legalities are formalized um, doesn't have that. It's just a worship service. Sure. And, I, and I, I am all for weddings being done in the context of the church, uh, being done in the context of, of the Christian, uh, Christian world, done under God and a marriage brought together under God. I'm all for that. Um, it's just that little moment when we take off our pastor's hat and put on a civil servant's hat. All right, uh, question for you. You don't have to answer it. You're not, I know you're not ready for this, but uh, you got a couple that comes to you, and they're not legally married. They're living together. But they're not legally married. They haven't done that. But they hear you on this podcast, and they say, Dave will do a ceremony for me? I think he might. And so they come to you or, or someone says, I, we would like to have a religious ceremony and to be married in the eyes of God. But we're not going back to City Hall. We're not, we're not, this is not going to be a legal thing. This is religious. How, how would you respond to someone like that? Yeah, I think the two go together. There's, there's always been 
even if you go back into any kind of cultural reality of what a man and woman getting coming together in some kind of what we would call a marriage bond, a covenantal bond, mm-hmm. there was always both a legal or secular mm-hmm. or communal or that civil side of it that was connected to right. the religious side. I don't think you can separate out the two and have one without the other. Which is why we believe that every couple should be married whether they're believers or not, right? Exactly. It's a good thing for society right. to have a legally binding, such as it is, legally binding contract. And, and when I say the two go together, um, I'm, I'm talking about in the Christian context, right? Um, I mean, there's lots of people who get married civilly or legally mm-hmm. and don't have any Christian side of it or church side of it. Right. I understand that. Okay. And a couple that goes to city hall and, and signs all the documents and, and that kind of thing. They're legally, married. They're legally married. In but, the eyes of God, are they married? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I would say so. But as Christians and in the church, I do think that we need that, that side of the community of faith and the Christian community mm-hmm. uh, participating into in the in the in the ceremony, and I th- part of it is first of all to celebrate it because we want to celebrate marriage, mm-hmm. but secondly, there's accountability. When 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 somebody stands up, a couple stands up in front of fifty, sixty, a hundred, whatever people, and they they go through their marriage vows. Mm-hmm. That is, that's significant. They, they, it's just not some personal quiet thing off in a corner somewhere. Those people are listening to till death do us part, you know, on all the things that we say in our, uh, in our covenantal vows. Mm-hmm. Someone in our church uh, who for various reasons needs to get this done, um, the legalities of it. So they're going down to city hall, they're picking it up, I'm going to sign the document, there's going to be a witness there, um, and they'll be legally married, but their ceremony is going to be elsewhere. So they're in this situation where, legally, you know, they can, you know... They can live together. Live together and... Sleep together. uh, Sleep together. I, I don't think they're going to do that, but it's an odd... I had a couple once who came to me and said, oh... I was to marry them, and we were doing marriage counseling. And they came to me and said, oh, Bob, we've got to tell you something. Um, on the weekend, we got married. It's all legal. We still want you to marry us, but all the legal stuff is... I said, well, are you, what, is, what does that mean? Are you guys, guys going to have sex? or What, what does this mean? Is that, and um, it was just the weirdest situation. Now, they, they agreed... They agreed to cool it and um, wait until their marriage was celebrated in the usual way. But um, it, was the, it was the oddest thing. And you're saying that that's something that we should pursue, do more often, maybe not have the big wait, you know, mm-hmm. so that uh, mm-hmm. the temptation isn't overwhelming. But uh, let the state render to Caesar what is Caesar, render to God what is God's. Yeah. Uh, one more thing about, about this. Um, my impression is that when a lot of young guys get ordained, it's more about the thing that you're tearing up. Have we created that? Because ordination is a whole lot more than that, but it, it seems to be there are guys who are getting ordained so that they can marry. 
I think there are churches who think that way. We need to get our pastor ordained so that he can do weddings. Mm-hmm. I've heard churches say that. So mm-hmm. we need to get him ordained. And I think that's a huge problem. I mean, you can be licensed to do weddings without being ordained. Um, that's just a, uh, a thing that you would need to get done by, by, the, by the government, by the mm-hmm. Ontario government. Um, ordination is a whole different ballgame. And I know you and Stan have talked about it, mm-hmm. but it is way more than being able to perform weddings. It is all about orthodoxy, accountability, competence, uh, affirmation, um, recognition, all kinds of words that come into that when someone is ordained. Um, and it's, it's a serious thing, in my view. Uh, I think ordination is one of the most serious things that we do. I think we could talk about that. I'm sure you and Stan have talked mm-hmm, about it, but mm-hmm. I think we've trivialized it. I think it needs to be a lot more rigorous than what we do. It tends to be more of a celebration than it is a, an examination. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, the fact that we've linked ordination with the uh, ability and, and certification to weddings, I think it's created two problems. I think it's misunderstood what ordinations are. And I think that it's, uh, it's created an issue for us in, in doing weddings in the first place, especially now that our government has said a legitimate marriage can be same sex. Mm-hmm. And I think as a church, we're opposed to that. At the same time, though, we are requiring our, our godly young people to go into the city hall where marriage is defined that way and to say, for the sake of yeah. expedience or righteousness or whatever, uh, you need to comply with that, but your pastor uh, will not be part of that. So it's just an awkward position that, that people are in today because mm-hmm. we want them to be legally married, but they've got to deal with this legal definition of marriage um, but you're right. We don't have to participate. They do if they want to be legally married. Of course. And I think to put the imprimatur of the church on it as in, the, in that broad-based civil servant role that we play mm-hmm. in the context of the church, I think, I think it's sending uh, a message we need to think about. Well, Dave, I still have my number. We've, we've been together for a long time. It's hard for me to think that I would get rid of it. Sometimes I wish that I didn't have it. But um, until further reflection, I am going to hold on to it for now until it becomes unbearable. Uh, but we are out of time. And with that, I'm going to have to bid farewell to our listeners. Thank you for listening to us. Until next time, I'm Bob McGregor. And I'm Dave Barker. Keep thinking about it. Thank mm-hmm. you.